Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So this $20 trillion asset class, is it vital to the U.S. economy, is starting to absolutely collapse. Let's get right into an article from the Washington Post. Let's go through this, and then I'm going to go right back to the whiteboard, go over a diagram, so I can show you exactly how this works, so you can determine the probabilities for yourself as to how this will impact the recession or economic depression that we'll likely have in the United States and globally in the rest of 2023 or at some time here in 2023. So let's go right over to this article. Initial banking crisis is easing. Another may be around the corner. Why are they saying this? Because commercial real estate, and this is the $20 trillion time bomb that I'm referring to, could become a problem for mid-sized banks. And I would go so far as to say it's not that it could become a problem. It is becoming a big, big problem. And then you say, okay, George, well, isn't this just a problem with the banks? Why is this a problem for the commercial real estate market, this $20 trillion asset class? And as we go through this, hop over to the whiteboard, I'm going to connect the dots for you. So they go on to talk about SV uh, Silicon Valley Bank or Stupid Valley Bank, as I call them in my whiteboard videos. We all know the story there. And they're now talking about First Citizens, which is another mid-sized bank. And down this article, they talk about how uh, Silicon Valley Bank or Stupid Valley Bank was actually the 10th largest bank in terms of lending to commercial real estate developers. And this other bank that they met, mentioned, First Citizens, if I'm not mistaken, was number nine. So they're talking about how most of these mid-sized banks or most of the commercial real estate loans that were initiated, that were created, were by the mid-sized regional banks. They weren't done by J.P. Morgan or Goldman Sachs or Wells Fargo or Bank of America. So if we're starting to see massive cracks, which we are, in the commercial real estate business, this could be the second wave of that tsunami that hits the mid-size regional banks and therefore impacts the U.S. economy. This might be what drives us straight into that recession that the yield curve has been predicting for the last nine months or so. So when they talk about some different uh, data points, some different outcomes, they say a nightmare scenario would come if companies decide not to renew their leases or insist on much favorable terms. So what they're saying now, and this makes a lot of sense, that a lot of companies are saying, okay, guys, you can go ahead and work from home because what happened during the Cerveza sickness. And this means that there's a lot more supply on the market, a lot less demand. So this puts all the leverage into the laps or onto the, um, onto the plate of the individual business that's renting that space. So now they can go to their landlord and they know darn well. They they sit there and you know go up and down the elevator in their own building. They see that it's completely vacant, except for their ten thousand square feet, let's say. And so then they, when their lease renews, then they can say, "No, what are you talking about? We're not going to pay you ten grand a month. No, 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 no. Try three grand a month. And if you don't like it, kick me out. Then you're going to have a zero percent occupancy rate in your whole entire building. Have fun with that." See, what are they going to do? They don't have a choice. So they've got to bring their overall rents down and down dramatically. Okay, what does that do to their income? Okay, then what does that do to their cap rate? You combine that 
with what's happening to the cap rate due to interest rates increasing. And you can see how this is just a complete perfect storm. And again, I'm gonna connect these dots on the whiteboard in just a moment. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out of control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Let's go ahead and go over there. And I've got this pulled up for you. Again, if you guys like me just doing these super, super quick uh, whiteboards, obviously <laughs> you can tell I'm not taking a lot of time doing this. But if you like these um, additions to the live streams to help you kind of visually see it, just let me know in the comments. Let Josh know. And uh, I'll definitely keep doing them because it only takes me a couple minutes obviously, <laughs> to draw something like this. Okay, so we start off with the guy at the top. We'll call him Real Estate Randy. Now, Real Estate Randy, his business is going out, buying commercial buildings, and then uh, renting them out. Let's say office space, something like that. And he bought back in 2019 when the economy was booming. And he bought in Los Angeles, let's say, because a couple of different reasons. Number one, he wanted the big tax write-off because of the depreciation. And number two, it's very liquid. I'm in Los Angeles. What could go wrong there, right? It's not like the homeless situation could increase or get any worse. Hardy har har. <laughs> and then he says, who cares about the cash flow? I don't need cash flow. That's for losers. I'm going to buy in Los Angeles because we know the prices always go up. So I'm going to make all my money on capital appreciation. And we know the Fed is going to keep rates at zero forever. So I don't have to worry about interest rates going up for there would be other assets that would offer a higher yield that I have to compete with. Right? This is the mentality back in 2019. So in order to buy this building, let's say he's going to buy it for a million bucks. He goes to, oh, I don't know, let's say Stupid Valley Bank. And he says, hey, I need some debt on this because I only have $200,000. So I need to borrow $800,000. And Stupid Valley Bank says, oh, yeah, no problem. We'll give you a super low interest rate. Let's just say 2%. Uh, but it's a 10-year loan, but we have to readjust the interest rate let's say in two or three years. So real estate Randy says, yeah, no problem. This is a no brainer. So he goes, buys the building. Now that loan that was just created by Stupid Valley Bank, that goes onto the asset side of their balance sheet. And keep in mind, that is a collateralized loan. So Stupid Valley Bank sees this as money good. And what could possibly go wrong with real estate in Los Angeles? <laughs> <laughs> so then what happens is the Federal Reserve comes in and takes rates from 0% up to 5%. Wah, wah, wah. All righty then. So real estate Randy is now pooping in his pants. 
<laughs> trying to keep this kid friendly or family friendly. Why is he doing this? Why does he need to now wear a diaper when he goes into the office? Because he knows that investors, instead of buying his stupid building for 3%, they could go out and buy a two-year treasury. They could buy a, a six-month treasury for 5%. Okay, so why on earth are they going to buy your building? So what happens is the price of his building has to go down to compete with the risk-free rate, i.e. treasuries. So the cap rate on his building, let's say, goes from 3% to 7%. And let's remember that now the amount of rent that he is collecting is has gone down considerably since 2019. So the price of this building is really a derivative of how much income it's receiving and what the going rate of interest is throughout the market as far as the yield that you can get on risk-free treasuries, quote-unquote risk-free, right? So basically, there's an inverse relationship between the cap rate and the price of the building that you can sell or the price you can sell for. So his one bottom line here, the punchline, in this math probably isn't correct. I just jotted it up there just so you could get the concept. So the value of his building has gone from $1 million all the way down to 500000 And remember, he only has 200000 in equity, which is now gone. Now he has zero in equity. But now, even if he gave it back to the bank, the bank would still have to take a haircut because they lent him eight hundred grand to begin with. But well, wait, there is more. Remember that real estate Randy has to pay back that debt that $800,000. And after two years or three years, he has to renegotiate the interest rate or he has to roll over that debt at whatever the going rate is. Okay. Well, now that all these regional banks are basically going bust because these loans are upside down, the collateral is way upside down, taking a massive haircut. If they go ahead and issue, first of all, most of the banks won't even touch real estate Randy's loan with a 10 foot pole, but the ones that will say, okay, Randy, we'll go ahead and roll over your debt, but we're not going to do it at the 2% interest rate you were paying. Now, there has to be a massive risk premium because we see all these prices coming down. So we're going to lend to you at 10%. Okay. So he says, oh, I don't have a choice. I've got to take it. But we're not going to just lend you at 10%. We're going to lend you at 10% LTV, which means right now the value of your building is 500 grand. So we're going to give you 80% of that if you're lucky. So now instead of having the 800,000 rollover that you need, you're only able to get, let's say 400 and that's at 10% interest. So even if you somehow scrounge up the, <laughs> even if you somehow piece the deal together with duct tape and spit just temporarily, I don't know how you do that, but just say you were now all of a sudden, what percentage of your income from the rents that are now lower going to pay off that debt at 10%, right? Now, true, you're only getting 40, uh, 400 grand originally for the bank, but you somehow got to cover the difference. So bottom line is your, your debt reduction monthly is going to be staggering to the point where you probably now don't even have a 3% cap. Now you probably are cash flow negative every single month, uh, not to mention the fact that taxes have probably gone up in Los Angeles because they have to pay for all the homeless people that they created to begin with. So then Randy says, okay, I can't do anything. I, I'm stuck. I'm screwed. The only thing I can do is just give the keys to the stupid bank. And so then the keys go to whoever was stupid enough to roll over Randy's debt after two or three years. And they take this building onto their balance sheet. They don't know what to do with it. So they fire sell it. 
And now the cap rates go from seven, nine, 10, who knows, but basically the price of that real estate goes down, which makes the value of all the other real estate on the balance sheets of the other real estate Randys, therefore collateral for all the other real uh, regional banks, it makes it absolutely plummet even further. And you go into this downward doom loop, uh, doom vortex, death spiral, whatever you want to call it. This is what's happening right now in the commercial real estate market. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market to capitalism. See you in the next video.